I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On today's episode of the Black Flame Society, join us for a long-awaited interview. We are so excited to have sat down with the one and only Omri Katz, who played Max Dennison in Hocus Pocus. Omri shares with us his favorite memories from filming, some behind-the-scenes stuff, what he's been up to since, and more. So please join us as we sit down with Omri Katz. Thank you so much for joining us today, Omri. How are you? Ah, Doing all right. Thanks. How are you guys? We're good. We're so glad to have the one and only Max Dennison on this Hocus Pocus theme podcast. It feels like it's time. Uh, Finally. Finally. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the audition process you went through to land the role of Max? Yeah, let's see here. I went for an audition. There was a lot of people competing, obviously, for the role. Once it kind of got down to the final few, they screen tested me and then I didn't hear from them for months. So I just figured I didn't get the role. And then surprisingly enough, I got a call later down the road about, hey, we'd love you to come revisit this again. And if, of course, if I was interested and I did, and I believe from what I recall, they screen tested me with Vanessa. And yeah, just days after that. Max. (laughs) Max Dennison. (laughs) Did you know at the time that one of your competitors was Leonardo DiCaprio or did you not learn that until later on? No, I had no idea that he was competing for the role or who else was competing for that role. Competing. I don't even know if that's the right word, but (laughs) auditioning for that role. Auditioning, sure. Yes. (laughs) So what's your favorite memory of filming Hocus Pocus? Uh, You know, like I have fond memories of not just even Hocus Pocus, but everything I've ever done always just you know, it was it was fun. It was fun to to work on set and be around so many creative people. But for me, the things that kind of stood out from Hocus Pocus was I was always really fascinated with a lot of the behind the scenes action that was going on. So like anytime we got to work in the Sanderson house, because that was all on a soundstage, you know, and it looked real even when uh, you were present. So anytime we got to work on that set, I was always just super excited because yeah it was just it was really cool the the amount of detail that they put into it really not just presented itself on screen but like even in real life you were just like wow i can't believe this is a fake house it was stunning i know they offered it to david kirshner and at the time he wasn't able to keep it and he says that was a mistake we all are like oh my goodness what a horrible thing that they tore that down because it was beautiful I mean, they could have at least put it like on the, I don't know, at Disneyland or something like that. But I mean, it's not the only thing, you know, I mean, so many movies, iconic movies that we're familiar with, they just build them and destroy them. And I guess that's just how they do it. You know, I don't think anybody anticipated Hocus Pocus being what it is now. And, you know, I'm sure when they're tearing down these sets, they're not like, oh, maybe we should keep this in case it's a hit. (laughs) With regards to, speaking of the house, was there anything from the set that you kept or you still have to this day? That I still have till this day. So just recently, I found the tie-dye shirt. Oh, cool. (gasps) Yeah. That I had from the movie. That's the only thing I can think of that I still have. But I did manage to steal one of the bikes, (laughs) that uh, one of those green bikes, because we had like five of them. And I finagled my way into one of them. And then I also managed to keep the other set of shoes that I was wearing, the boots that I wore 
in the movie, but I don't know where they went. So that's about all I can recall. The, the tie-dye shirt's a really cool kind of thing to keep. Yeah, yeah, I can thank my dad for that one. That should have been long gone. And instead, yeah, I was just digging through my dad's stuff. And I was like, holy moly, this is great. That's awesome. So as you said, you weren't expecting Hocus Pocus 30 years later to be a success. So at what moment did you realize that it had changed kind of from that original flop in theaters to the huge success that it is now? You know, me and Vanessa have been talking about this. It's really hard to kind of recall. But I think once people were, you know, once it got released on like VHS and DVD, I think is when it started picking up traction. And obviously, once the internet came into perspective, that just kind of changed everything as well. So I'm going to say like 15, 20 years ago, we did some kind of 20th anniversary reunion type of thing. And we were getting a lot of traction and a lot of feedback from people. And we were just kind of at that point, seeing the growth and seeing, you know, the response it had with the fan base because I think we were all just kind of dumbfounded and in shock. Like, wow, holy moly, who thought this would, you know, continue to grow as it has? But yeah, didn't do very well when it first came out. And do you know what it is? Or do you have any inkling? Anyone we've interviewed, we've always asked, what do you think about Hocus Pocus specifically made it that classic that now it's a classic now years later, we're still loving it? I would say, first of all, Halloween has become a bigger and bigger event over the last few decades. Now it's probably almost right up there with Christmas type of like, you know, huge. And so when you're looking at Halloween movies, because, you know, it's a festive holiday and families get together and people get together. I think that a lot of the movies have, you know, so much like gore and horror presence to them that Hocus Pocus has a kind of more family, fun, friendly that everybody can enjoy. And I think it also just has a real touching human aspect to it that also I think a lot of people just kind of resonate with that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I get a lot of fans talking about that it's not just a Halloween movie. We watch it all year round. It's one of those feel-good movies that puts everybody into that maybe that golden era of their life or, you know, bring some nostalgia back. It, it has a real nostalgic feel to many people because of, you know, I mean, here we are 30 years later. Those are kind of the two main things that it just kind of presents and why it's still so big. And the theme, obviously. Yeah, there's also quite a lot of merchandise available now as well to do with the film. And I think the merchandise has helped it grow over the years. Is there any particular merchandise that you would say is your favourite? Or is there any merchandise you would like to see for Max to be released? I think we're still waiting on the Funko dolls. Yeah. Yes, but, we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, no. Uh, you know, I, I see some of the um, merchandise that is licensed by Disney that gets released I think the merchandise came more into play as the movie gained popularity. They're like, oh, you know, obviously their incentive is always monetary. So they're like, wow, this movie is really picking up steam. Let's start putting merchandise together. And then I see a lot of fans because I go to a lot of these autograph conventions and I see a lot of fans doing their own custom stuff. A lot of books. I see a lot of people recreating the books on their own whether it's paper mache or whatever, and a lot of like detail and craft put into a lot of these things. In terms of merchandise I'd like to see, I don't know, maybe Nike needs to reissue some uh, Air Force Ones or something. You know, the Hocus yes. Pocus edition. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they kind of covered all the bases and, you know, they're always releasing some new and different stuff. I think last year they released Max Tie-Dye Shirt that was at Hot Topic. Is that the name of the store? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm very not in touch and out of base with the, with the current stuff that's going on. I just kind of let people show it to me and say, "Oh, I got this here and I got this there." I'm like, "Oh wow, okay." So they're they're putting out tons of stuff. We definitely need the shoes because we got a pair. They released a pair of Hocus Pocus Crocs last year before the <laughs> Nikes. I mean, come on, that's wrong. And we also need our Max Denison Funko Pop. What is going on? I mean, it's time this year. I'm betting on it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. They released all characters, but Vanessa and I, I don't get it. It's your turn. Will and I have talked about, we'd love to see one of the movie moments kind of in front of the Ropes Mansion with Max, Allison, and Danny, and just like a whole little scene of it. So maybe they're listening. Maybe that'll come our way. Maybe so. (laughs) Yeah, and they did release Max in a keychain as well. Yeah, there's a little mini Max keychain that you can get. So there is that. But a Funko would be better. Agreed. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I got, I think at that 20th anniversary, it was like a pin of the book. But I don't know if that was released to the public or not. I think I still have that. I hope I do. I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm kind of a minimalist and things just kind of come and go in and out of my life. So (laughs) fair enough. Speaking of Max, though, if you could have played any other character in Hocus Pocus, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm such a fan of Doug and Billy Butcherson that now looking back, I think that would be a fun character. Obviously, I don't think many people could pull it off like Doug because of just what incredible talent he is. But yeah, if, if I had the opportunity to mess around and just, I guess, do that, that would be a fun character to do. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know you said you've worked in a variety of projects. I know you said you love them all, but where does Hocus Pocus fall on your list? Is it towards the top of favorite projects you've worked on over the years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it still kind of amazes me that I got to participate in a lot of different projects, no matter what. It's a, a very rare opportunity. It, it's definitely up there at the top. I just, I had so much fun doing it. And got to explore and do all kinds of unique things that not many people, I guess, get to experience in life. And getting to work with such icons and such talented people, it was a blast. Absolute blast. We hear from everyone that it was such a unique experience and being paired up with such not even just a great cast, but a great crew with David Kirshner, Kenny Ortega, Bill Sandel, all of them out there helping out. So what a great project. We're very glad you are Max Dennison, though. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was so young, you know, I was an adolescent. And I don't think you really put things into perspective when you're young and immature and just don't really have life experience that now looking back, it kind of all seems like a dream. Like, wow, can't believe I was involved in things. It's, It's still kind of shocking. Within the last year, you've got more involved with cons, going to conventions. How's that going so far? And what's it like being with your co stars and meeting the fans? It's gotten better and better as time has gone on. At first, I was very hesitant. As you know, I just kind of been out of the limelight and out of the public sphere for a long time. So it was a little shocking and weird to kind of reconnect and be in that situation. But I actually have a blast and being with some of my co-stars actually makes that that is the icing on the cake. I don't think I would have as much fun if I wasn't with them. Not even just fun, but like we're supportive. We have such great chemistry regardless of conventions or not that it just, yeah, it just makes it that much better. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Got a convention coming up this weekend in Connecticut. Hey. 
So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a Connecticut girl. I'll see you at 90s con. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, come by and say hello. Shoot the stuff. Keep it PG here. I didn't want to say say the other S word. (laughs) (laughs) We can edit anything out. You say whatever you want. (laughs) All right. All right. So my favorite scene in Hocus Pocus is the end where Binks tells Danny he shall always be with her, walks away to the gates with Emily, and the end. But we've seen earlier in different versions of the script over time where at the end, Max and Allison share a kiss and Max says something along the lines of, you made a believer out of me. Did you, according to your eyes, I'm going to guess no, but did you film this scene or did it never make it off paper? Oh, wow. Sorry, I've lost too many brain cells to remember that. (laughs) But um, I don't even remember, like, I remember very small aspects of the original script that I read. It was far more sinister and morbid before, this is maybe even before Disney picked it up. And we're probably like, we need to clean this up and make it a little more PG family friendly. I don't recall there being a kissing scene. None of that rings a bell. So I'm going to have to say no. (laughs) We were hoping to find it in those secret deleted scenes one day, but... (laughs) You know, yeah, I mean, maybe they'll incorporate it, but I don't know if you guys have talked to Vanessa, but she seems to have the best memory of everything that's related to this movie. She has a much sharper brain than I do, so... (laughs) (laughs) We have not spoken to Vanessa yet, but she's on our wish list for this season. So hopefully we can coordinate something with her and we can verify with her if there was indeed a Max and Allison kiss. The mystery lives on, guys. The mystery lives on. (laughs) (laughs) When they first announced Hocus Pocus 2, did you ever consider, if they reached out to you, did you ever consider being a part of the sequel or is it something you never really thought about doing? I guess kind of a mix of both. I mean, if they approached me and the numbers were right, sure, why not? I had no plans on auditioning or uh, feeling like I needed to be included or anything. But yeah, I think if they came to me and said, hey, we would love you to either reprise your role or do a cameo, and I had the time available, then sure, why not? Have you watched Hocus Pocus 2? And if so, what did you think of it? I have. Uh, You know, I, I just... It was palatable. That's fair. We need nothing yeah. more than that. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I try to keep it neutral. <laughs> Unfortunately, as Wilder said, Max and Allison and Danny were not in the sequel, but imagine they were. Where do you think Max and Allison would be today? Do you think they got married? Do you think they stayed in Salem in your world? Where is Max Dennison today? Max definitely moved back to California. Was like, the hell with this place. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> or Max might be in an insane asylum. Uh, that's another option. Oh. I would think that Allison is kind of the um, shepherd and protecting the town from anything happening again. So maybe she's running the museum or, you know, just keeping a sharp eye on things. And then Danny would probably, you know, I haven't given much thought to Thora's character, but, you know, maybe she's maybe she's still there. Maybe she's not. I don't know. It's a good question. I could definitely see Max wanting to get out of town and head back to California. So in my brain, it's with Allison, but we'll leave that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that could have been another option. Hocus Pocus aside, if you could pick any movie or any character to play, what character would you choose? Oh, I don't know. Um, never really thought about that question. 
And not that I could do any justice to this role, but I would have loved to do one of those like Jim Carrey characters, like uh, Ace Ventura or, you know, Dumb and Dumber or something of that nature. But obviously I would put that character to shame. Yeah. I don't think anybody could really do that character. But yeah, if I'm just going to, you know, spitball and first thing that comes to mind, that's it. Give yourself more credit. I could see it. I love it. (laughs) Circling back to Hocus Pocus for one more second. There is already rumors of a Hocus Pocus 3 coming out. And if you, as you said, if the numbers are right, if the timing was right, you may come back. But we have this concept that we want to shoot out to you. (laughs) We would love to see the girls from Hocus Pocus 2 and the OGs from Hocus Pocus come back and take down the Sanderson sisters together. We feel like that would be a fitting end to a trilogy possibly. And if they're going to come back, I feel like the girls from two can't do it on their own again. We need the power of one. So what do you think, Omri? What do you think of our idea? Are you in? I see. uh, Why not? There we go. Why not? (laughs) Honestly, they can, if let's just say that is in the works. I mean, things don't have to have continuity. They can create a new storyline. They could do a kind of prequel to Hocus Pocus 2. I don't know. There's, there's so many... uh, they can get creative. I I don't think it has to follow a timeline or again, has to have necessarily like continuity to it, but uh, yeah, why not? That's the first time I've heard of that idea. So um, that could be fun. (laughs) It seems like a fitting end, but I do. The the old crew and the new crew. Yes. (laughs) It seems like a fitting end if they are indeed going to bring the original Sanderson sisters back one more time, but I totally agree that they could go prequel route, spinoff route. There are so many options with that. So we'll see where it goes, but we don't think the universe is done just yet. Well, if they are going to do anything, they got to do it soon because the witches are not getting any younger. We can't wait another 30 years. We can't do it. (laughs) No. Not if you want those three to play the characters. <laughs> and one offside question for you, Omri. So when you, I don't know if you Google yourself, you say you've kind of, you like to step out of the limelight and you kind of stepped away, but now you're on social media and stuff. When you Google Omri Katz, a photo of a blonde man who is not you appears. It is tied to you on Rotten Tomatoes. And we've done our research. His name is Marcus Thomas. Do you know, Do you, have you ever spoken to Marcus? Do you know about Marcus or how this ended up happening in the confusion of photos? No, I have no idea. Yeah, it is kind of bizarre that uh, his picture comes up when you type in my name. I don't even know Marcus. Uh, (laughs) I didn't even know his name until now. So yeah, it's just kind of bizarre that they would do that. But, you know, I don't even know who to contact with Google or whoever to, I guess, get that removed. But to be honest, I really don't care. Maybe it keeps the mystery a little, uh, (laughs) keeps it a little more mysterious. Another mystery to keep alive. (laughs) Yeah. We normally end with a lightning round, but before we do, is there anything else you're working on at the moment or anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Tell us about the Merry Dinksters. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about that. So uh, I um, have retired from acting, unless, of course, roles get thrown my way. Maybe then I would revisit that. But basically, I am focused on my cannabis brand. I have been in the cannabis scene for decades now. We don't necessarily have to go into the complete history of all that. But yeah, yeah, that's my main focus. That's 
the only thing I dream of and am really, really passionate about. And yeah, I'm just working hard on getting our facility together. I'm actually talking to you from my car right now because there's a bunch of construction going on inside. And yeah, I'm hoping within the next six months or less, this place will be a beautiful, thriving garden with some serious dank coming out of here. <laughs> Congratulations on that and definitely keep us posted when you are open. We'd love to share that with our followers who are out in the area so they can come hang out at the Merry Danksters and get whatever they need there. That would be uh, awesome. Yeah. You can find us on IG. You can give us a follow. We have also, if you want to post a link to our website, it's themerrydanksters.com. We have merchandise for sale. You know, any support, anything anybody wants to purchase would greatly help us get our project up and running. So that'd be great. All the support would be great. We will definitely share that for you. But as Will said, we usually like to end with a lightning round. So I'm just going to ask a short question. Just give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Go for it. Favorite Sanderson sister? Sarah. Favorite non-Sanderson Hocus Pocus character? Billy Butcherson. Who's the better brother, Max or Binks? Binks. And who would Max choose, Allison or Sarah Sanderson? Allison. Good choice. (laughs) What is your favorite Halloween movie? Ooh, that's a tough one, but I like Hellraiser. (laughs) It's not a Halloween movie, but it's a horror movie. It counts. (laughs) And what is your favorite Halloween candy, vegan or not vegan? (laughs) Jeez. Well, vegan, I'm going to say Sour Patch Kids. And non-vegan, I'm going to have to say like Heath or Scorebar. Very good choice. Toffee. (laughs) Love that toffee. (laughs) We need to get a good (laughs) vegan toffee. What's going on here? (laughs) Uh, Butter. I think butter is one of those key ingredients that's really hard to uh, (laughs) to replace. It would be the butter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just before we go then, is there anything you'd like to say to the fans of Hocus Pocus? I'd like to say thank you so much for um, making this what it is, because obviously it was nothing until you guys brought it back to light. I'm kind of in shock and awe that I still have somewhat of a career just based off of this movie and what an impact that it's had on people. You know, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a fan and for uh, helping me recognize what a great piece of art this really was. Thank you so much for that, Amory. And one more request. Go for it. Can you give our listeners a real Max Dennison? It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. (laughs) I could do that. It's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hearing it from you is perfect. (laughs) Amri, thank you so much for your time today. We are so glad you're on the con scene. We're so glad you're connecting with fans so they can tell you how much you've impacted their lives. You've impacted the movie. And even though you've stepped away from the whole acting thing and you're working on things closer to your heart, we're so glad to hear that you still really do love it. So I will see you this weekend at 90s Con. Very much looking forward to it. And thank you for coming on the Black Flame Society. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. And yeah, looking forward to next weekend. And thank you. Awesome. See you Saturday. Bye, Omri. Bye, you guys. Take care. 
Thank you so much to Omri for joining us at the Black Flame Society. It was such a pleasure to chat with you and we hope to do it again. Thank you all for listening. We hope you really enjoyed this one. And as Will and I said last time, we definitely have some more fun interviews planned for you this season. If you have anyone specific that you're looking for us to interview, please do not hesitate to send us a DM or an email and we will definitely look into getting them. But I feel like there's going to be a lot more this season. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. Feel free to change that. Give us a call.